Welcome to Alphabet Fly and Psychopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests where we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who's like kind of strong, but like not strong enough to be really strong, and also like managed to fail most of the time. It's it's Mike. It's probably the nicest thing you've ever said to me or about me. Yeah, it is. Um, so. Today, we're going to be talking about a little person named Demolition Man. Okay. Now, little person as in, like, is that an adjective, or are they a little person? It's an adjective as in they are a person who has a small footprint in the Marvel Universe, but I have a lot of respect and love for. Okay. Are they Atlantean? Demolition Man. Do you know anything about this demolition yes. man? Yes. So this is the Sylvester Stallone Wesley Snipes movie, correct? Um. Yeah, the one with a really, uh, really poor representation of what socialism is, and yes. it's just like, hey, what if capitalism rocks? I've not seen most of the movie. I've seen parts of it, and mostly just the parts where Wesley Snipes yells "Simon says" as he tries to kill people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's <clears throat> I'm. Yeah, so this is what Demon looks like. Okay, boot, pretty weak boot game. It's like if da- they Daredevil and Wolverine had a baby. I wonder if that's on purpose. <laughs> Probably. What if they had a baby on purpose, or was Demon no, an accident? No, no. If 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 he if his look is like this on purpose. Which of the two of them carried Demon to term? Uh, I mean, probably Wolverine. That's fair. I mean, you can put a lot in Wolverine, he won't die. We won't unpack that sentence at all. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, that that is a very on-purpose costume. Like, he is... <laughs> I love him so much. He's like, <laughs> he's he's one of the only fail sons that I, like, absolutely, absolutely love. I hate most fail sons, but I love him. Um, so his name is Dennis Dumphy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a former professional wrestler and later adventurer. Um, also later years in the future, he does, he is, uh, he does come out as gay. So later, way later, he gets a really rad beard. He's a legal citizen of the United States with no criminal record. He also goes by D-Man and Demolition Dumphy. I normally call him by D-Man. Okay. Um. I'm, I can't imagine why you don't want to call him Demolition Dumphy. Well, I mean, Demolition Dumphy's pretty good. Um, he His place of birth is an unrevealed location in the United States. You could have just said unknown, presumably in the United States. This makes it seem like he's a government experiment. I know he's not. Do you, though? Uh, yeah, I know he's not. Do you, though? Think about no, it, Jesse. I, I do. No, no, I do because he's not—he's not smart enough to hide a double life. Maybe he doesn't know. Okay, um, he—he's uh, single, uh, no known relatives. <clears throat> he's a former member of the unlimited uh, weight class, 
Unlimited Class Wrestling Federation, a former member of Captain America, an unofficial member of the Avengers. I like that you said unlimited weight class, like in wrestling or boxing. This is, you're the unlimited weight class. Like any, it can be like superhero weights. Like the gods themselves are allowed to box in this. Like, all right, Muhammad Ali, you want to fight like a Valkyrie in a boxing ring? Here you go. The unlimited weight class. Well, it's, it's more of a, um, anyone that has at least three tons, I think it's three tons and above of super strength. They can't technically fight a normal person. Oh, sure. No, I so know. they, hmm. yeah. So you know, but but yeah, it's it's fun. I like it a lot. Um, shows up a lot in the thing. Which speaking of, he does show up as Dennis Dumphy in the thing. Uh, he first showed up in the thing, issue number, uh, two, issue number uh, twenty eight, in October nineteen eighty five. In this corner, and this is a pretty good cover. Um, so you have you have the thing kind of out of kind out of a frame in front of a fight poster. Um, where you have the thing also drawn, and it looks it's kind of in silhouette mm, a little really bit. Cool. Yeah, it's a really good yeah good one. And it has the unlimited class wrestling presents the ever loving thing versus demolition dumpy, and it had like it would probably be like June something fifth at ten p.m. It has a little tape that says tonight, and it's a real good cover. It's really good, yeah. I would love to have the poster on uh, like from this cover <laughs> as a poster. Yeah, this is rad. So, um, <clears throat> it's a good cover. Uh, so, as a young man, Dennis Dumphy idolized costume crime fighters, especially Captain America and Daredevil. A successful football player in college, Dumphy hoped to be recruited in professional football pl- as a professional football player after graduation. Despite trying out for a number of teams, Dumphy was chosen in none of them. Dumphy was approached by a representative of Power Broker Inc. for a price could submit clients to a process that augmented the strength of half of those who subject who who subjected to it to superhuman levels other subjects were severely harmed by the process despite the risks involved dumphy had himself subjected to the power broker's treatment thereby gaining superhuman strength the power broker staff gave dumphy pills which they allege would stabilize side effects of the treatment in actuality, the pills contain an addictive drug, thus served as a mean that Power Broker would maintain a hold over his past clients. So re- really, like, he, you know, he didn't want to just give the superpowers that they'd like to leave. Why would you do that? <laughs> um, ironically, Dumphy discovered that he was now far too strong to compete in football against normal humans. He could easily kill uh, human beings. He can easily kill them by accident. Eventually, Dumphy returned to the Power Broker Inc. and inquired if he could find a job for him. They recommended the Unlimited Weight Class Wrestling Federation. Or unlimited Class Weight... <laughs> that one. Unlimited. The UCWF. Mm-hmm. An organization which staged wrestling matches between superhumanly powerful competitors for public entertainment. Dumphy joined the Federation... Uh, wrestling professionally under the name Demolition Dumphy. 
Such a dumb name. Just go with Demolition well, Man. But he's also like not he's not super smart. I know, but he, he ain't a smart man. Why would you give yourself super soup and strength that say, hey, I want to play for the NFL? No, dude, you could trackle through someone now. Why would we take you? I, I don't know. I just. Yeah. You know what's good? I've got the coolest name for the wrestling ring. Demolition Dunphy. But he's like, but like he's again, like he probably wants to do branding, you know, probably wants to brand. Yeah, I know, but I mean, even for branding, Dwayne Johnson was smart enough to realize Dwayne's not really gonna be an awesome wrestler name, so he changed it to The Rock. Like, while working for the Federation, Dumphy met the Thing, who had joined the Federation during a period where he's no longer associated with Fantastic Four. After another Federation member, second it, the second Miss Marvel discovered <coughs> subjects of the Power Brokers treatment who had become monsters. The broker demanded that the other wrestlers he empowered to capture her and her ally, the thing, or else he would cut off their supplies of addicted pills. Uh, Dumphy refused to betray his friends, and as a result, had to endure two weeks of painful withdrawal without the drug. But at the end of that time, Dumphy was no longer addicted to the pills. As for the thing, he demolished one of the power broker's bases, forcing the broker himself into hiding. The other wrestlers also overcame their addictions after serial, after a similar period of withdrawal. Uh, later, Dumphy encountered his hero Captain America, who was investigating the power broker, and who, oh, and one of his suspected clients, the Super Patriot or U.S. Hmm. Agent. We will be talking about later in the. Evening. I think he's going to be in the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Yeah, he will be. It's also, uh, right now, he's also getting a, uh, John Walker is mm -hmm. his name, and he's getting a comic right mm -hmm. now, um, where he's basically pretending to be Captain America and getting taking money from people. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he's like, if, like, Captain America was like, instead of like, super, like, human strong, mm -hmm. like, like, superhuman strong, and also kind of unhinged, um. So seeking vengeance on the broker for turning for turning himself and the rest and his wrestler colleagues into addicts, Dumphy volunteered to cancel his professional commitments and aid Captain America in tracking down the broker. For this mission, Dumphy donned a costume pattern after Daredevil's original costume to disguise his identity and assume the name Demolition Man or D Man for short. Demolition Man soon proved worth his worth by rescuing Captain America from a death trap arranged by the broker's employee, Dr. Ka Carl Malice, by and by capturing Malice himself. Subsequently, Captain America, whose real name is Steve Rogers, which what? we need to point that out because there are so many Captain Americas. There are so many. There was two in the 80s. No, three in the 80s. There's three of the 80s alone. So, but yeah. But, Kat, but yeah, but Steve Rogers, he gave up his costume identity rather than submit to the demands of the federal governments. Um, famously, he did this after causing Nixon to shoot himself in the Oval Office. I think if you go by the same timeline, it would have been Obama. <laughs> if you go by the sliding slide time. Oh, line, sure. Like, yeah, it would have been mean. Obama. Yeah, it would have been Obama. So that, which would have saved a lot of 
would have saved a lot of Middle Eastern children and people going to weddings. But, um, but yeah, so. Demolition Man and two of Captain America's former partners, the Falcon and Nomad, tracked da- tracked Rogers down as he was wandering through the country. Rogers adopted a new costume identity, simply known as the Captain, using a costume provided to him by Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, D-Man, the Falcon, and Nomad joined Captain the Captain in his subsequent missions, including battling four costume criminals and the secret employee of the Viper in Las Vegas, and trying to halt a jailbreak from the vaults, the government, the federal government's maximum security prison for superhuman criminals. During a later incident, uh, Demolition Man was given a psychological shock by his encounter with the criminal Titania, who nearly killed him, using her vastly superior super strength. As a result, D, uh, D-Man realized his superhuman strength did not make him invincible, and he became overly cautious and fearful in battle with superhuman opponents. Hmm. Um, this is like, D-Man, like, has, like, during this part, it's just, it's, it's really well written. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't say it, but, like, he basically has PTSD. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really treated it sure super well i mean this is when was this the 70s and 80s is that what you said this is 70s and 80s yeah Yeah, they probably still would have called it shell shock at the time this is probably around vietnam where they're starting to figure out ptsd right yeah it's a little bit after but you know but it's still um but yeah but basically he got ptsd and Mm -hmm. he just you know became not useful as a person to fight along with captain america um for a while but then he realized, hey, I'm a hero. I need to get, you know, I need to put my body on the line if I'm going to save people. He just shook off PTSD and got back to it. Well, I mean, he never really got over it. Sure. There's a reason why he's only in like 200 something issues, even though he was in one of the most iconic Captain America stories to like ever exist. Hmm. There's a reason why. Um, so uh, D-Man also helped uh, Captain America in his battle against the Viper herself who took control of the Serpent Society and attempted to transform all the people in Washington, D.C. into reptilian creatures. I love Spider Island. Uh, I mean... Yeah. Um, so... In the course of this mission, D-Man was captured and jailed by Federal Commission... Sorry, by Federal Government on orders of the head of Super... The Commission of Superhuman Activities, Douglas Rockrell, was secretly in league with Captain America's archenemy, the Red Skull. Um, Dumphy was kept in custody for a few weeks while the Commission questioned him about the Captain's whereabouts. And ultimately, D-Man was released. D-Man searched for uh, the Captain and finally located him on Avengers Island, formerly known as Hydro Base. Uh, seeking to reorganize the Avengers who had been disbanded shortly before, the captain unofficially inducted mm-hmm. D-Man in as the team's first new member, and immediately afterwards, Battlestar, uh, the partner of John Walker, uh, Rogers' replacement as Captain America, landed on Avengers Island and asked the captain, uh, asked for the captain's help in rescuing Walker from the terrorist flag smasher. The captain agreed to help, 
and he, Demolition Man, and Battlestar flew on Avengers Quinjet to the Arctic base where Flag Smasher was holding Walker prisoner. Dumphy remained in the Quinjet while the Captain and Battlestar invaded the base. On confronting the Captain, Flag Smasher informed him that he had quit his terrorist organization ultimatum on learning it was controlled by the Red Skull, and that ultimatum was about to activate a doomsday device, which would broadcast an electrical, uh, sorry, electromagnetic pulse, which would destroy technology throughout the world, thereby making it possible for the Skull's conquest of the planet. Leaving Battlestar behind to rescue Walker, the Captain, Flag Smasher, and Dumphy flew to uh, in the Quinjet to Ultimatum's own nearby Arctic Bay. <laughs> I like to think that in the Marvel Universe, if you go to the Arctic, you could just, like, you're never, like, five miles away from a hidden, like, lair. Mm -hmm. Including, including now, the Avengers hang out. Like, they, they, the Avengers hang out is in the Arctic right now. Like, you're never that far away. Everyone hates Nazis. (laughs) Like, they're just like, just like, hey, stop it. Stop it, dude. Um, so, Again, leaving Dumphy and the Quinjet, the Captain and Flag Smasher attacked Ultimatum's agents guarding the base. The Captain radio Dumphy to crash land the jet into the center of the base, base's main building, and bail out before the crash. By this means, Captain intended the Captain intended to destroy the Doomsday device in the moments remaining before the automatic. Before it was automatically activated. Mm -hmm. Hearing an ultimatum agent land on top of the Quinjet, Dumphy set the Quinjet for a power dive into the building, then climbed out onto the roof and saw the agent planting a device that he guessed correctly was a bomb. Dumphy knocked him out, knocked him off the Quinjet, then saw another ultimatum agent who planted another bomb on the Quinjet and flew off. Dumphy then played this mini game for about 30 seconds until <laughs> until the timer ran out mm-hmm. uh, obviously um but then he tore off the so so yeah he tore off the wing which the first bomber is attached to but realizing there was no time to reach another bomb he decided to jump knowing that his superhuman strength would enable him to survive the fall then he noticed the first ultimatum agent had somehow gotten himself entangled on the cord fastened onto the vehicle. Dumphy did not jump, thinking that he had some time to free the agent. But he was wrong. The bomb went off, and the flaming Quinjet crashed in the ultimatum building, destroying the Doomsday device, just before it could broadcast the pulse. The captain and Flag Smasher had succeeded in escaping safely, horrified on seeing the explosion aboard the Quinjet. The captain dove into the Arctic waters, which the Quinjet debris had fallen. However, the captain found no trace of Dumphy's body. Whether or not the captain was correct in his assumption that Dumphy was killed or has remained to be seen. Um, he lived. Mm-hmm. He lived. Um, in fact, um, um, he basically survived and was uh, living amongst like a Inuit village. Mm. He started living, and then he just 
he he was a true adventurer, aka homeless, mm-hmm. and lived in a calling of homeless people in like in the sewers called mm-hmm. Zero Town, where mm-hmm. he was like, you know, eventually like saved by Captain America <laughs> by saying like, hey yo, um, and basically Steve thought he was dying the entire time. It turns out he wasn't. Um. Then, <clears throat> when uh, years later, when Avengers uh, Avengers uh, disassembled happened, mm-hmm. um, Namor and Moondragon basically just dunked on him for being like, "Hey, why are you a fucking Avenger, you dumbass?" <laughs> um, then he shows up a little bit later, uh, afterwards in Civil War and Dark Reign, and he did eventually get brainwashed by Hydra. In Henry Geirich, who is a Nazi, mm-hmm. to become the new Scourge. Hmm. It was a little bit, it was like 2000, gotcha. I'd say the 2010s. Um, no, 2000s. Um, and then uh, his last adventure. Mm-hmm. Well, one of his last adventures is he and Lockjaw was going around <laughs> different dimensions, finding all the, uh, finding all of Lockjaw's, uh, relatives huh. in those dimensions and uh and he gave one um, and he's now raising one of uh oh, lots cool. puppies it's cute um and then he also uh oh lockjaw i was thinking um lockheed what's kitty or kate pride's dragon lockheed i was thinking you know, lockheed. The- you're, the, you're, you're talking about the um inhumans giant dog yeah okay okay i was for a second i was thinking the dragon i was like what a wild team up of Cape Pride's Dragon and Demolition Man. But now I'm with you. Um, also, also, he apparently is a guard in the Ravenloft uh, Insane Asylum, which <laughs> carries a lot of like criminally insane superhumans. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's uh, so he is 6'3, weighs 335 pounds, blue eyes, red hair, later shaved bald. Mm-hmm. Um, he can lift about ten tons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he has like you know all the stuff superhuman strength people have. Uh, super uh, superhuman strength, superhuman endurance, superhuman resistant to resistance to injury, mm-hmm. and he's pretty good at fighting hand to hand and like wrestling and whatnot. And he was taught by Captain America how to fight like him, because mm-hmm. you know, obviously. Um, like you do, yeah. Uh, so that's him. Cool. What do you think about him? I like him. I mean, I there's a lot of details about him I don't care about, but generally I like him. Yeah, he's a pretty, pretty cool dude. Um, he he shows up here and there. I kind of wish he was more of a kind of like just background character, mm-hmm. like just in everything. Oh, like sure. you know, he's he's that like nice middle point because like he's as strong as Spider Man is. So ten tons, mm-hmm. um, which puts them to the point where I think like he can be you know at least on a hero level, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's he has a lot going for him. Like he's a very compelling person, mm-hmm. um, and also he has a lockjaw puppy. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you know why don't we just have why don't we just have this dude with with a lockjaw puppy going Where's around? Where's our demon like, ongoing? Like I'll, I'll, we'll, we're gonna teleport around, 
and we're gonna we're gonna punch punch bad people in the face. Also, maybe we'll have some, you know, maybe we'll uh, commit, to, uh, not commit, maybe we'll connect with people on a personal level, because that's what D-Man does. He connects with people. Also, we got turned into a dragon once, uh, but, you know, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, uh, but besides that, um, I think we're pretty much done. What do you have to plug? Yeah, I do a couple podcasts. One is called The Equalizers, where we take movies that um, never got a sequel or prequel, and we get, uh, we come up with an idea for one. As you're listening to this, we will have definitely released our uh, sequel to the TV movie Return to Mayberry, which was the Andy Griffith Show reunion film, in which I was challenged to write a sequel that involved elements of the show Supernatural. Um, that's out now. You can find that on our podcast feed. And we're online everywhere podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers. You can spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. And I do a second one called A Study in Granada with another friend, and we watch the 1980s Granada television series, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. We read the stories and we talk about it. You can find us online uh, on Twitter at N underscore Granada. Okay, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creep... Or you said that one. I have another <laughs> podcast called Into Riverdale, where me and my friend Daniel talk about Riverdale episode by episode. By the time this comes out, we're still in season two, which is, <laughs> there's a lot going on. I don't know how to summarize it. Yeah, there's it's, a lot it's going hard. on. It's very hard. Um, we struggle with it while watching it and talking about it in excruciating detail. But, um, you know, maybe by the time this comes out, we'll realize that, you know, FP is delivering presents to people yeah. and not drugs but like maybe he does does deliver drugs we don't know it, the show doesn't tell us anything until the episode that apparently it's relevant not afterwards when you guys get so, to the twist that uh jug had his two kids in a sock hat oh i can't wait for that episode see i'm see, i was shown a picture of archie dressed as a paladin skateboarding <laughs> down the school hall with by lighting and that's an actual shot and i don't know how to deal with that it's a thing he has a sword and shield while skateboarding in a hot yep. in a fucking in a, in, mm -hmm. a, in a school with a sword and shield on a skateboard with purple lighting and apparently that's a thing that just happens I, and i don't know how it happens the, the cw's teen dramas <laughs> like that go buck wild because i want you all when you're caught up on riverdale to start the cw's nancy drew because that is a show that just like i, I tell a friend <laughs> friend of the show and um co-host of granada jackson efflin riverdale the writers got together on the pilot and burned all of their chill in a barrel because they never, like, there is no chill in Riverdale. And I feel like Nancy Drew is a similar aspect of just, like, no, th there are no wrong answers. Everything is allowed in this show. Because it's just wild. I I look forward to watching that, too. Because, like, this is, like, Riverdale <laughs> is, mm -hmm. it's hard for me to just to watch one episode. I've been keeping, I've been sure. staying strong. But, like. Every single time they bring up this question, which gets answered like within five minutes of the next episode, mm -hmm. always. But you know, 
Also, it's gorgeously shot. Mm-hmm. It's one of those shows that is gorgeous to look at to the point that it stands out when something is shot weird. Mm-hmm. Like you just expect it to be gorgeous the entire time, which is again, I don't understand how something could be so well shot, but also so horrible when it comes to writing, but also so compelling when it comes yep. to writing. It's melodrama. <laughs> and I love melodrama. I love it. It's it's so good. I just I love how they I love how they never know how to keep plot tension up. So it's just like, hey, here's a problem. And then they immediately solve the problem in the next scene. And that's just consistent. But the thing is, I don't know. Yeah, I'm behind on Riverdale, but that's just because it's so heavy. I can't sit down and watch more than like two episodes at a time. It's every every episode should be probably half a season by itself. (laughs) Uh, b- because yeah, but but we have that. So this, uh, yeah. Th- uh, <clears throat> so if you want to uh, support me, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/AlphabetFlight. Uh, you know, give me some money. Forget about it. Say, hey, I enjoy this show. I should give money to it. Then realize, hey, you already given me money. Uh, I also uh would like you to see the pictures of the people we're talking about, which is at AlphabetFlight on Twitter and Instagram, and. If you, uh, you know, if you happen to be out at night, I do hope that Conchu protects you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.